and welcome to Frontline Gastroenterology Podcasts. My name is Sunny Raju and I'm a trainee associate editor at the journal. Today we're live at the PSG and we're joined by Andreas Munch, doctor at Linköping, Sweden. He is also the president of the European Microscopic Colitis Group. So Dr. Munch, what is microscopic colitis? Microscopic colitis is an inflammatory bowel disease that has two subtypes. It's collagenous colitis and lymphocytic colitis. These patients present with diarrhea, and especially it's watery diarrhea, which will lead to severe urgency and even fecal incontinence. They uh, might also present with abdominal pain and weight loss. I see. So when should we be thinking about this diagnosis? We should always suspect this diagnosis when patients have a chronic diarrhea that's more than four weeks, and especially when it's watery, as I mentioned. And here, then, we have to do a colonoscopy where we have to take sequential biopsies from the whole colon. So is this just IBD? How is it different? It is di- uh, different in the sense that when you look into the um, colon, you will find a normal mucosa. Uh, there's no um, macroscopical signs of inflammation. So it's necessary that you take biopsies and the histology will make the diagnosis. When you say biopsies, where should we be biopsying? The minimum request would be that you take two biopsies from the right-hand side of the colon and two from the left-hand side. But it's, of course, better if you would take even biopsies from the transverse colon or throughout the whole colon. Gosh, that's quite a few biopsies. Is it really needed? As I mentioned, at least two from the right and from the left, uh, that's enough to make the diagnosis. So how about calprotectin then? Can we just use this? Unfortunately not. We don't have a biological marker. It's it's wrong to use calprotectin in this disorder because it is not an inflammation that's derived uh, with uh, neutrophil, uh, neutrophils which produce calprotectin. So you have more than half of the patients will not be uh, diagnosed if you have a value below the 100. So I, I think it's very important not to use carprotect in this condition. It will not help you. You cannot distinguish who to refer to colonoscopy, yes or no. So I understand from your paper, over recent years, the prevalence has increased. Do you have any ideas why this might be? This is strong associated with the awareness that you have in your country. If you have strong awareness to take biopsies in these patients, you will get higher incidences. This has been clearly shown even in your country, especially in Nottingham, where there was a 30-fold increase in incidence due to the fact that they took consequent biopsies of all patients with chronic diarrhea. So you've mentioned a bit about how we need to go about diagnosing these patients. What do you think we need to do to improve our rates? First, we have to look that we have no misconceptions. If there are guidelines telling us that we should use carprotectin, this is wrong, as I mentioned before. Furthermore, we have on a GP level to distinguish between patients that have IBS. And if you take a thorough history, I think you can really distinguish between microscopic colitis and IBS. So uh, that's very important. Then furthermore, uh, I think even surgeons, all the physicians that do colonoscopy, even nurses have to know if you have a patient with chronic diarrhea, you should take biopsies. And I just learned yesterday that this is not done uh, in, in, uh, in the UK in a consequent way. Just 30% uh, of these patients um, uh, will, will have biopsies. 
It's interesting. You said you can differentiate it from IBS. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yes, if you take a thorough history, and especially I give these patients also diaries, you would see that IBS patients, they do vary in the sense that the stool consistency can shift from day to day. This does not happen in microscope scolitis. They have chronic, uh, mainly watery diarrhea. Furthermore, um, the sense of bloating and even the sense of not uh, really evacuating your bowel, that's more classical IBS. Nocturnal diarrhea, diarrhea, weight loss, and even um, associated other autoimmune diseases is more classical for uh, microscopes colitis. So there are a lot of factors. Even age might play a role, but it's not. You have at least 25% of the patients uh, in microscopes colitis are below the age of 45. So age, you should be cautious. Now, Dr. Munch, I think the awareness of microscopic colitis is increasing, but when I talk to people, sometimes they say, it's just a benign condition, we don't really need to worry about it. What would you say about that? Benign is correct if you think uh, that these patients do not get colon cancer, as in classical IBD. They do not bleed, uh, for instance, which is an alarming sign. But what I think we have to stress, if we say benign, we mean they, we don't have to take care of them in the same way. I would say please don't do that because they really suffer. They have a really poor quality of life due to the fact that this disease is unpredictable. It can come suddenly. It will lead to urgency. It will even lead, in a lot of cases, to fecal incontinence, which is very traumatic. They worry a lot. And I can see how they have changed their, their, their lives and adapt to this condition. And I think we can do, make a difference if we get the diagnosis and treat them right. So uh, from the sense of we have to look at quality of life, and here we see it's uh, quite deleterious disease. So Dr. Munch, you mentioned a little bit about who we should be referring. Can you tell me a bit more about, a bit more about those referral criteria? I would say a patient that has chronic diarrhea, here I mean more than four weeks uh, continuously, especially if it's water diarrhea and suffers of that, should be referred to colonoscopy to take biopsies. And here it's very important that we even give this information to the pathologist because he then will look uh, uh, if the signs of microscope colitis are fulfilled. Maybe we'll even use a special staining if there are cases that are more like borderline, which we call incomplete microscope colitis. So we should be taking biopsies on everyone then? No, if patients uh, that are younger, they have classical signs of IBS, if you take a thorough history, have uh, no watery diarrhea, and you see in the diary that they even have days where they have normal stools, no, I don't. then you can make a positive diagnosis of IBS, and then you should not refer. But if, they're, they're, if they have a long period of water diarrhea, then absolutely. So I understand about 25% of patients are under 45. Do we need a full colonoscopy for these patients? Um, I would say a full colonoscopy is done as an index uh, investigation to rule out even other causes of diarrhea. I think this is good if you already do this kind of uh, investigation. So please, a full colonoscopy is that what we recommend from the European Microsoft Group, even in patients that are younger. Um, uh, but uh, when you do a follow-up, it it's, uh, might be sufficient just to go up to the left flexure. Now, you mentioned in your paper refractory patients. Can you tell me a bit more about this? 
Refractory patients are patients that do ha uh, they still have ACT disease despite the fact that they have tried nine milligrams of budesonide over four weeks, or they are on a maintenance with six milligrams over 12 weeks and still have ACT disease. Here you have to consider uh, more experimental medicine. Uh, in this case, it could be uh, anti-TNF, acetyoprine, or even other biological treatments. It is important to take these patients seriously. They are often younger. They have a very poor quality of life. You should uh, give them the same attention and the same treatments as we do in classical IBD. Now, you mentioned budesonide there. Is that the treatment, and how long should I be giving it for? We have now many randomized controlled trials, even meta-analysis on budesonide. It, it, it has a very, very high efficacy. It's, uh, uh, it's more than 80% of the patients will come into clinical remission after a, uh, 9 milligrams um, on uh, 9 milligrams for more than 8 weeks. So these are excellent results. It, this adds up to a number needed to treat of 2. So budesonide is the drug of choice, which is evidence-based for microscopes colitis. So I repeat a question. So I'm a GP. I have 10 patients with chronic diarrhea. Who should I be refer referring to the gastroenterologists? Yes, you should really take a thorough history. And I mentioned before, give them a diary so you get really an idea of how the diarrhea looks like. I sometimes ask patients to collect stools for 24 hours to really have an idea if we're talking the same, or we're talking about the same thing. If patients have rot diarrhea, this is uh, deleterious to them. So all of these patients, if they have it a longer period, uh, irrespective of age or sex, I would refer to colonoscopy for biopsies. So I read once that there was a fecal diversion done on a patient. Can you tell me a bit more about how this affected them? Fecal diversion is done in patients that do not respond in any medication. This is, of course, the last task you would do. And I would do a loop ileostomy. That means you have fecal diversion. This will lead to the fact that uh, the inflammation vanishes. The problem is just that if you reconstruct the bowel, the inflammation will come back. From a scientific point of view, this is very fascinating, of course, because it means that something in the bowel is triggering the inflammation. So uh, we have to go on and study what kind of, uh, what is the cause and what is triggering inflammation in these patients. I can really see from you, you've got a lot of passion about this and understanding a bit more about how this affects the quality of life has been illuminating to me. Can I ask for some concluding remarks? I've been now in the UK last year and had a road show and I'm back uh, at the BSG today to talk about microscopes colitis. What I've learned in the UK is that unfortunately, um, this diagnosis is still underrepresented. Uh, I think uh, we really have to learn how to give these patients more attention and awareness by, first of all, uh, not making mistakes, which I mentioned before with calprotectin. This should not be used. We should distinguish between IBS and microscopic colitis. And I think we should really uh, even improve uh, more colonoscopies in these patients with biopsies. So, uh, this is important for me because I really see that these patients suffer and furthermore that I know that we have good treatment. Uh, so I hope um, this, uh, this will even lead to further awareness in this country and uh, I think you, re you as a doctor, as a physician, will be rewarded by uh, helping your patients in a good way. Thank you very much for your time. really enjoyed that. It's been very useful. Things that I can take back to my practice. So thank you. And thank you to the listeners. Don't forget, the paper is now available on the journal website. And don't forget to tune in next month. Thank you.